I expect to be supported in the life that I see fit for myself, whether you agree with it or not. I want to extend that same support to the people I love and care about. And that includes if you choose to stay in the church that I chose to exit. So be it. I support you in doing so. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. There we go. We just hit record. Because Matt was getting a little wild over there. I was? Freaking hit record already. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, we started ta- We started talking about what we we're going to talk about, and it's like, oh, don't tell me. Don't. I said, how about we just hit record and let's go? Freaking hit record. I love that we start every podcast episode by like, oh, we hit the button. <laughs> we hit record, yeah. guys. Because it's so exciting and <laughs> exhilarating when we hit the button. So exhilarating. Mm. Takes us into like a whole new dimension. Tomorrow we're getting family pictures taken. That's exciting. All of us. <laughs> Steve and Jalen are invited. <laughs> yep. It's going to be so fun. And yeah, we might have new podcast art after that sometime. An updated I, picture. Oh, podcast art. We need to cut your hair. Yeah, I know. It's just cut your freaking hair. Oh my gosh, we got to cut it tonight. That's what I'm saying. I, I had was... a 347. <laughs> 347. <laughs> You're not going to make it. It's 332. I'll make it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when I told Jalen, remember we were on the phone and you invited us yeah. to come for family pictures and I said, hold on just a sec. And I like muted you and said, Jalen, we're invited to family pictures with Matt and Jessica and family. And first his face was like, <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> So, like, one second of, like, what the hell? And then, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah. You guys have been living together for almost a year now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems very official. Right. Yeah. Very official. We're extending our lease two more years. How so is, ooh, congrats. Official. How has the first year been? Good. Yeah? Delightful. That's good. Yeah. It seems pretty good. Would highly recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm happy for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Steve, do you guys have a Nomi in your homie? Do we? <laughs> so, w- we have lived in that. There is a, a Nomi in our homie that's been there longer than we've been there. What? There's this little dude, little dude as you used uh-huh. to call him. That Jalen put on top of our door frame before we moved in. Uh-huh. Just like the first time he was there, there happened to have been one and he like grabbed it and put it there and it has not moved. <laughs> so there's still a little dude on the top of our door frame. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Just watching over you yep, guys. Just watching. Sending love. Like the entrance, the door. No, our bedroom. Oh, your bedroom door. I also, was you... going to say, maybe I put a little camera in there and I'm spying on you, but <laughs> now that it's in your bedroom, I'm not saying that. <laughs> also, you changed the name. I did. They're Nomi's. No longer little dudes. Now they're Nomi's. Yeah. We decided since they are technically gnomes. Yeah. It's your Nomi. You know, like your like homie. Like a homie, yeah, but a gnome. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> and I do love that this tradition started with your family, Steve. Yeah. 
So it's been around for a long time. Yep. And one of my other favorite things is that, so when Steve and I were married, probably like at least 15 years ago, and maybe I shared this last time, we gave little dudes, we gave Nomi's out to all of my extended family for Christmas. And mm-hmm. some of my cousins still have their Nomi's, which makes me so happy. And they, they'll like text me pictures of them randomly. <laughs> be like, Here's my Nomi. I think we have like six. You do? <laughs> yes. I don't know how we ended up with so many. I just keep giving them to But we got two last season and we already had a bunch from prior seasons. Mm. They're all over. And then we had the little one that Penny and I used that wasn't one of yours. It was just like a little thing. Yeah. A little brass elephant. Uh-huh. Anyway. Great tradition. Lots of them. Yes. Also, so right now you can get on the wait list to get your gnomies. You can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash gnome. And you can get on the wait list. They are going to be on sale for a week only. And there are a very limited number because Penny and I make them all by hand. And when I say Penny and I, I mean mostly me. (laughs) (laughs) But she did say she's going to help me make some this week. So hopefully she is. And this year there are series. Yes. One for every holiday. Uh, Not not every holiday. One for lots of holidays. (laughs) We tried. We did five holidays plus Christmas. So there's. So you can do like a Martin Luther King little Nomi? <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> you could be such a cute little Nomi. <laughs> um, no, but there is Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. There's what else? Fourth. Valentine's Day, 4th, 4th of, of July, July, and St. Patrick's Day. Penny's the one that picked those holidays and she designed those except Thanksgiving. I did the Thanksgiving one. So those are all her original designs. And then we've been making those with love to share this tradition from our house to yours. So yeah, get on the wait list if you're thinking you want some. There's the holiday pack. There's the individual Christmas Nomi. And then there is also a breakup kit because we know breakups are hard. And so there is a breakup kit so you can break up with the elf. Because we all know how Matt feels about the elf. You got that last oh, week. Okay. <laughs> Matt has some strong feelings about. I on the thought show. it was like for families that are getting divorced and need a breakup kit. No, need a set of nomies for dad's house and mom's house, or mm. whoever, one parent's house and the others. Because that's not what it is. No, no. This is to break up with the elf. The elf that sits on the shelf, supposedly, but it's never on a shelf. It's always somewhere else, like on a toilet or something. (laughs) So we've got your breakup kit for the elf so that you can take all of the stress out of your holidays this year and get your kids involved with the Nomi. Because this one they can Uh, actually move around and be a part of the fun with. So Are you going to repost our... We will be using some of the content from last year. Although I, I would really Matt, like to make a when, new. When Matt was the star of the. <laughs> I would like to make a new elf one too, yeah. of us posing Matt as the elf. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That's ridiculous and so fun. So be watching for that too. Yeah, there will also be some giveaways on Instagram, and maybe something like if you leave a rating and a review. So stay tuned next week for that. We'll let you know, or maybe I'll tell you at the end of this episode. You never know what you're going to get here. None of us do. None of us do. All right. This week, we are going to talk. Well, we're going to start with we're one topic. Start pulling out a tissue from our underwear. Is that what just happened? <laughs> I was about to it's ask just, for further yeah. details. <laughs> My leggings. You have a used tissue tucked in the waistband yeah. of your leggings. She learned it from her mother. My mom tucks hers in her bra. I was going to say that. That I've heard of. But uh-huh. waistband of the pants, no. It's hidden here. It's hidden. 
Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Steve has thoughts on this, but he's just going to say nice. Thank you. I appreciate nice. you keeping that limited. <laughs> I don't need your thoughts because I already know what they are. It was more of a look to me of nice. You got that. <laughs> you win. Hey, you have both been married to me. So good job, guys. Kudos to you. This, you get all of this. This is something new, though. Especially in the waistband. Maybe it comes with age. <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> we talked about age last week and we were really oh, sad you weren't here. I have a lot to say about age because <laughs> it is hitting hard these days. Did you want to share something about no, age? I can't hardly like shoes. I've been shoe shopping and for just like the dumbest. You hear the orthotics? I can't wear cute shoes anymore. I have to wear like these awful looking like grandpa shoes. Four point rockers. I'm supposed to wear a four point rocker shoe. I don't even know what that is, but with I want to look it up. You don't ever, some of them come with Velcro. <laughs> you got the Velcro. <laughs> four anyway. point rockers. What did you guys say about age? I didn't listen. Well, it hasn't dropped yet, so okay. you could have heard it. Um, Matt was talking about the fact that I just turned forty. He just turned forty, same age as you. Welcome, up to welcome you. to your forties. Yeah, it's cool. Welcome and to he our doesn't 40s. believe that age should be a number. Age is a mindset. It should be like a. a what did I say? It was, You're in your mids. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm in, in his mids. mids. <laughs> I was pre-mid a little bit ago. Pre-mid. Yeah, I'm post-mid. <laughs> I'm premature, is what yeah. I was told. I'm premature. <laughs> you have your mature ages or your, yeah. Anyways, should be in sections. Like, anyway. I like getting older. I think it's awesome. You don't. I don't. <laughs> That's why we were bummed you weren't there for the whole conversation. We knew you do not like getting older. I do not. It's not my favorite. You're, yeah. Well, maybe we could do an Instagram live and talk about that with Steve. Maybe we need to do that. Because we've already, yeah, we've already made the Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. podcast episode about this. So I think that'd be a good idea. All right. So this week, we are going to talk about a TV show. It's a TV show, a Hulu series that we watched. In fact, I got Hulu just so I could watch this. It's called Mormon No More. We want to know if you've watched it. If you've watched this, share your thoughts with us. We want to hear what you think. So the people on this show, there were numerous people on this show that I have followed on Instagram, that I've had engagement with on Instagram, like... People you know or know yeah. of or yeah. have interacted and, with. And like more than just commenting and liking on posts, but also like gone back and forth in DMs and talked about being on podcasts and Trying like to that. collaborate with. Yes. Yeah. And so it was interesting to then watch this because I had some feelings and impressions about these people before going into this. And it was just, okay. it was interesting. Let's I want to give hear the premise you... of the series. Yeah. It's two women who were LDS. met at a ward function and left their husbands for each so, other. Yes. And are in a relationship now with a blended family and out of the church and. That's kind of the whole premise, right? Yeah. Correct. So they met at a church thing. They eventually ended up falling in love with each other, left their husbands, and they're now married. Mm-hmm. So they've they've gotten married. Pretty recently married, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, in the last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also interesting because there are people that I follow on Instagram that I didn't know were connected to them that were like at the wedding. And it wasn't like it was a huge wedding. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they must be tight. It's just interesting. So why why did you want to talk about this? Well, I just thought it would be interesting to get our different insights 
on watching this. I had somebody send me an article that talked about this before I'd watched it. So I got this article someone sent me. I I might have talked about this on here before. I don't think I did, actually. I think I talked about it on Instagram, but not here. And the article was about how we are romanticizing the people in Steve's situation. So the people that come out, that we are romanticizing how beautiful their relationships are and not acknowledging the pain and hurt that is caused in this process. But a specific, well, specifically was saying that the Steves of the situation. Sorry, Steve. I'm just going to say it as that because it's easiest. The Steves of the world. <laughs> the Steves The real of the world. problems. And that's how they were making it sound is that, you know, you guys were being selfish and leaving your families. You were all these things. And it really got to me because I was like, okay, but what about me? It's not fair to me either if Steve stayed in this marriage and he didn't want to. Or that he didn't feel committed to me or he didn't wasn't in love with me or attracted to me. Like, that's not fair to me either. Mm-hmm. The real issue is that we need to find a way that people can be themselves before they end up in a relationship like right. this. Like, that, they aren't the problem. You, Steve, are not the problem. The, the problem wasn't that I came out and we split. The problem was that we got together. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a gay guy and a straight woman got married. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem was that you didn't feel safe coming out or even acknowledging your sexuality before then. Mm -hmm. And I also want to point out that this is about more than just sex. Like being gay is more than just sex. And so while, yes, Steve and I had a great marriage and we were emotionally connected, there's still a different connection that like Matt and I have now and Steve and Jalen have now because of the fact that you're in a relationship with somebody you're actually attracted to. <laughs> You're in a relationship that is actually a natural fit for you, not yes. one that you are forcing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is how I was. I mean, I knew that this TV series was out there, but then that was my initial introduction to this. And when I got this article, I <laughs> I actually never made it through the whole article because it was so painful to read. And while I understand where they're coming from and I get that. It, it Why was hurt. it so painful to you to read that? Because it was like negating my experience as the straight spouse. And again, it was totally saying, and it was throwing Steve under the bus. And this and, is an article that the, the whole premise was stop romanticizing or praising guys who leave their wives to be gay and now have this beautiful yeah. gay life, right? But That's, it was specifically talking about Mormon no more. So okay. men, oh, women, okay. any gender, any whatever, okay. anybody who leaves their spouse because they are they are queer they're at fault. And then also in this article, it cited all of these statistics about how you are ruining your kids when you get divorced. That was another very painful thing for me to read because I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't feel like my daughter's damaged. You can sit here and put this out here and whatever. But I would get to a certain part in the article every time and start bawling. And I was trying to read it during church because I'm like, okay, I'll wait until I get to church. I was trying to, I started reading it when I was getting ready for church and like, I'm too hurried. I'm too rushed. It's just that I'm too rushed. So I sat down and started reading it. And every time I'd start reading it, I'd start getting, start crying. And Matt's like, would you just stop trying to read this article? He's like, do not read this. I told her to delete it. Like, delete it. Like, delete get that. rid of it. And I did because it just wasn't helpful. I could not tell you. I'm sure I could find it if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to because. No, there's no point in it. Yeah. So I get the idea like, I understand that, yes, sometimes it gets romanticized, 
And I did feel like there was a little bit of that in in Mormon No More, that it was a little bit romanticized. But honestly, I didn't think it was that romanticized. It, I felt like more... Go ahead, Matt. So here, here's my thoughts, my initial thoughts of this. The title of the series is Mormon No More, right? So dramatic. <laughs> like, look, you could have called this series straight No More mm-hmm. or jumping into being gay now. <laughs> Like you could have. These are great titles, man. <laughs> why? But why pick Mormon? No more. Like it doesn't change their story. Yeah. But what it does is it attacks a certain group, which is everything that I feel like the gay community doesn't want to do. Yeah. Is attack a certain group. That was my first initial thought on the. On this series. Yeah. You're saying the gay community doesn't want to do that because They're about that's love. very They're much about what love. we don't yeah. want. That's what we've been combating right. as yes. a community against ourselves, correct? Right. Okay. Yes. And, and the whole, like, this series to me was very, very, like, cringy because it was, it was totally opposite of what I truly feel like the gay community is all about, which is let's, let's include everybody. And give everybody a hug, but no matter what they no matter believe. what they believe. And now it's like, no, 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 we are singling out these Mormons because they are assholes. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, that's not that's not what you're trying to spread. Like, we're all trying to. I hope that we're all trying to spread love. Yeah, you know. So, and in this, our listeners, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know we understand the dynamics of why it's hard being a Mormon and being LGBTQ. Like, we get that. I mean, as much as we can as straight individuals. But I experienced that pretty firsthand with Steve. Right. Like, I know the pain. And it was painful. And I understand that. And I understand there are issues within the church that don't make this easy for any LGBTQ individual. But... But specifically for my relationships that I have and my experiences... The way that I was able to convey what my feelings were in regards to this series was this. I felt like the Mormon church to these individuals was a lot like like Anne to me, right? Where I didn't I, I didn't get along with her. I didn't like there there was a lot of heartache through the relationship that I had with Anne. But I am going to try to very minimally like throw Anne under the bus and like constantly just beat her down. You're but trying I, to avoid that. I'm trying to avoid right. that. And also people who have a relationship with Anne, you are not going to judge them for having a relationship with Anne. And exactly. that's what was really hard for me in the show is like how judgmental it was that people stayed in the church. Right. And personally, I think, Jessica, you had been shunned by one of these individuals for continuing to be active, um, in, the active in the church. Yeah. Anyways. One of the individuals in the show. One of the individuals in the show. And I'm not going to go into any more detail about which individual in the show. Just one of them. But yeah, I was, yeah, they came at me pretty hard because I'm still active in the church. And I'm like, okay. But I'm not going to get, but I'm, not, I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to go attack somebody who's still going to have a relationship with Anne. Like. Does that make, do you get that? Does, that, does mm-hmm. that make sense? And Steve, yeah. I think that's something you've navigated so beautifully and has to be very hard. Like, I'm sure that's been hard. But you have been very loving and supportive of the people in your life who are still in the church. 
even though you have strong feelings about the church. I do. And I sh- probably share a lot of the feelings that the women, those women do on, yeah. on that show of ways that the church negatively affected me for years for and years sure. and things that yeah. I'm still dealing with and trying to like undo heal and right. heal from. But I don't, I don't expect anyone else to like, it didn't work for me and I don't want to be involved in it, but I, I don't, I don't need you guys to bail on it for my sake. Like, I don't know how to say that better, but right. no, I, I, you said it perfectly. And I think again, like another layer of that is like, you don't need me to leave the church to know that I love you and support right. you. Is that what kind of what you're saying? I, I expect to be supported in the life that I see fit for myself, whether you agree with it or not. I want to extend that same support to the people I love and care about. And that includes if you choose to stay in the church that I chose to exit, so be it. I support you in doing so. Right. And I, I feel like that, Steve, is very graceful of you. Like that that's in a way that is you're still having these relationships with these individuals that may believe in something that you may not anymore, but you're doing it with grace and a mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. And not like pressuring any of your relationships to be like, hey, no, you need to get away from that. Right. Like something else I really appreciate, Steve, in our relationship is that you've never, like you don't bring up issues within the church to me unless I bring it up first. Mm -hmm. Like you never pushing that on me of, well, this is why it's messed up. This is why whatever. And it might part of that might just be because you know that I see some of those issues. I don't know. But like that's that's huge of you. I'm also just kind of a non-confrontational person. <laughs> and right. what's the point in bringing up something that I know we're not going to see eye to eye on? Like Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so you didn't actually finish all of them. No, I didn't. And why not? I want to know. I'm trying to what... remember. I told you why a couple months ago when we first talked about recording. You about didn't this. like really tell me though. Well, well you just... probably told him not to tell you because <laughs> you want to record. So many months that I don't quite remember. <laughs> but it was basically just. I just thought the the series had a very negative undertone and just yeah. very like push the blame on other people for b- being the victim. And yeah. I've had my fair share of playing the victim like anyone has in any situation, but how does that serve any of us? Exactly. And I don't know. To me, it just, it it wasn't worth finishing. That is ultimately what it came down to to for me is just the negativity within it. I was like, there's a very beautiful message here and something positive that could be shown here. And I felt like it just focused so much on... Blaming the the, church for everything. I felt so bad for one of the ex-husbands who clearly was not in a super good place with all of this and wasn't at a point where we're at where he wants to like Mm-mm. come to your wedding he did, yeah doesn't want to go to his ex's partner's wedding birthday or, birthday or whatever yeah like we do and he just was very much thrown on the bus under the bus for that and i just thought like okay like you know give, give, for, him some for, time. give yep. the guy some some i think some further down the some... further down the series he, he ends up kind of coming around a little bit yeah. more um but very very guarded and with, he had very set boundaries yes and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, there there's is nothing. nothing wrong with if that. If you need distance from your ex and the situation in order to process it and heal, so be it. Like, well, in in, in that situation, I I remember like 
commenting to the TV, you know how we talk to the TVs, right? <laughs> As if we're in the conversation, was I kept saying to this this character, out of your control, bro. This yeah. is out of your control. Like you have, it doesn't matter. Like he was doing what was right for him. And exactly. it was great. Like I was happy for him that he was setting those boundaries and obviously healing a little bit as he went along. Yeah. Which eventually, hopefully they will be able to have a good relationship. But yeah. it would be really hard when it's the person that, <laughs> okay, I'm saying this and then I'm going <laughs> to, when it's the person that they had the affair with or the person like they left specifically for this one person uh -huh. yeah. instead of just because they were lesbian or queer whatever uh, i get that but then it's so, i'm thinking about this laughing because i insisted me, i went to dinner with sebastian i was gonna and say you, would things be different with good, us if it no. was if i was still with sebastian <laughs> no it wouldn't have been mm. um but that doesn't mean that's for everybody that does okay. not mean like you get to heal in a way in right. a time that feels right for you and that and i felt the same way steve that he kind of got he was judged for the fact and, that he couldn't be okay with all of the things he was okay with some things but and he wasn't okay with everything. How unfortunate for him that not only was he not okay with it and struggling a little bit, but then his ex and her new partner are now famous because of their how amazing their relationship is, and they're on yeah. Hulu for crying out loud! Like I just well, thought, poor guy. And that's the doesn't part. he doesn't even get to deal with this in private privacy. Yeah, right. Well, and obviously he agreed to be on the show, mm -hmm. so he must be like somewhat okay with that. I had but to wonder if he agreed to be on the show, kind of like. I agreed to be on this podcast initially of, <laughs> wait, you're going to get out there and tell our entire yeah. story to the world. Like I want in on this because I want to like voice defend my... myself <laughs> and share my side of the story here. Especially if there's a meme made of me. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I need to like reach out to him. Um, <laughs> See if he wants to be on our podcast. I, again, interesting. I, I think, I think the whole tone of this beautiful story could have been, more of uh, straight no more like let's tell that story yeah because who wants to be that right <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah let's blame all the straights but like that does give people empowerment to take instead of you know focusing on the negative thing it's like okay but now here's this beautiful life that i get to live now and I feel that for you, Steve, like that is what so many people comment on when we get ratings and reviews is I feel hope seeing right. what you guys have because yeah. we try to focus on the good. And yes, we talk about the hard times and that it, this hasn't been easy, but it's also brought us to a better place in our lives, right. all of us. So I don't know. I guess one thing to add here is that I, it's easy to support, to support people like the two of you in continuing in the Mormon church when the groundwork is there that's made it known to me that your involvement in the church is not going to interrupt our relationship. It's not going to stop you from respecting me and my beliefs and my choices. It's not going to stop us from having a friendship and from co-parenting, et cetera. And, that, and that's yeah. the biggest thing is probably knowing that this isn't going to hinder you from being the dad to your daughter. And I think that probably goes the other way too of, I would hope that I've made it clear to you guys that me being gay and out of the church isn't going to threaten you guys the same way. Meaning, like, yeah. it isn't going to stop you from being able to engage in the church and the life that you want to live and to follow the, the beliefs you want to live. Like, I think it has to be made, somehow that has to be communicated that, like, because there, there are people in the church that oh, I sure. very much see, like, their involvement in the church is a wall between us. Mm -hmm. Right. They 
see it and live it and do it in a way that absolutely keeps us from being able to have a genuine, authentic, yes, equal relationship. So I guess it's just like that that needs to be made known somehow that we are different. We see things differently. We believe differently. We're part of different organizations, but it isn't going to stop us from connecting and supporting each other. Yeah. So on this, since we were talking about Steve, and I think I shared this review with you, but I don't think you ever responded. So I'm oh. actually, Matt, do you want to read it? Would you share? I don't that. remember. The this review? is a review that's actually, it's from out of the States. So I don't know if we, I don't know. For some reason, we don't get to see it, but our podcast producer. see it? What do you our mean? Podca- it doesn't show up like on iTunes. Like if I can't find it. it's an international review? I, yeah, I don't know. But uh-huh. our podcast producer sent us this one. So it's a five-star review, and it's probably because it, it, it looks like, oh, yeah. They're from New it's Zealand. From New Zealand via Apple Podcast New Zealand, in parentheses. Okay. Um, so we probably don't see those on our iTunes account. It says, how did I not know about this podcast until three weeks ago? Question mark. I've binged it all. Thank you, two times speed. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> I am so impressed with your leadership, compassion, and gift of discernment. And Matt, kudos to you for bringing your humor, love, your story, and for continuing to expand your mind. But Steve, (gasps) it's you who is the star for me. You have inspired me so much. I'm gay. I'm a gay, divorced from a woman, formerly Christian man. I feel like there's tons of us, but so few with the courage to share. I hope you know you are saving lives in all caps. I spent years being suicidal, and while I'm better now, it's a journey. You have become part of what's encouraging to me to keep moving ahead. Help me realize, no one, that I'm not a freak or defective, but worth living and celebrating just like everyone else. I know so many others like us are benefiting from your story. Thanks so much, you guys, for everything you've poured in in this. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember seeing that. I forwarded it to you. In an it was email, in an email. You might not have seen it. But this is, and I don't want to, I'm not sharing this to be like, oh, look at how great we are. <laughs> but purely that in sharing the positivity and sharing the good things that have come out of this, that's the beauty and I, I felt like, while well, Mormon No More, like we said, like is a, it's a similar story. And there are great things that hopefully these women who have embraced who they are and their kids now get that. And like there's just healing that has happened. It also made me sad that there was just like that negative undertone, like you were mm-hmm. saying, Steve. Like it was, it's hard when it's our situation and we've been able to focus so much on the positive that it, I don't know, it sometimes feels hurtful. And it does get like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but to focus on the positive of a scenario. Yeah. So and it right. can if change lives and it can help people. And I'm grateful we've had that opportunity. Like it's very humbling. But somebody could come back at you for saying that of, oh, this is just toxic positivity. Toxic positivity, sure. Whatever buzzword or buzz phrase that is now, like, <laughs> right? Like, why is being positive toxic? Yeah. There's a way to be positive and real about it. And then there's also a way to just not address the real parts of this. And I feel like we have a good balance of both. Like I would guess that's where the toxic part comes from is if it's fake yeah. positivity of just like totally ignore the awful sides of this and pretend like it's all 
rainbows and sparkles when it's not. Well, and I had, so in my coaching group, I had one of the girls say recently, she was talking about how she used to be kind of a toxic positivity person. So like one of the sayings that's kind of, that can be viewed as toxic is like, it's all going to work out in the end. This is happening for a reason. Like saying things like that when people just need to feel seen and know that what they're going through is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this sucks. And she's like, I totally used to be that person. And now since her partner has come out and she has been through this, she's like, I hate it when people say those things to me. And it's so painful to hear. I just need to know to feel seen, like to know, yeah, this is hard and this does suck. Yeah. Need and some yes, validation also, in how much you are it going sucks. to get. She's like, I know I'm going to get through it. I know it's going to be okay. But also acknowledging that it is hard. And I think mm-hmm. there's that balance there of, yeah, you're seen. We know this is hard. We also know that there is joy and happiness and fulfillment on the other side of it. So, yeah. And you don't have to live in victimhood, which I think none of us like that made us all uncomfortable in that show. Like we don't like that feeling of living in victimhood. And that I think that was what really stood out to me in that is just it felt that way. Yeah. They're just living in that space, which isn't a good space. It's not fun. You want to sit there for a little bit and then move on. Any other thoughts? Not for me. I just want to ask you guys, would you, Steve, would you recommend watching that? Sure. I mean, I don't know. It was very thought-provoking for me and for us. So yeah. Right. I'm not going to like say don't watch it. I mean, right. it's like four episodes. So if you, I mean, and here's the other thing is our story is going to hit for some people and their story is going to hit for somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And, and that's what I do that's think the is good about that. beauty of sharing our stories. Yes, is that there's an opportunity there. So we are definitely not saying, oh, don't watch it. It's awful. No. It was just sharing what was hard for it, what was hard in it for us. <laughs> right. And identifying that because we all had a hard time with it. And Steve was the first one to tell us that. And I thought that was interesting because... You thought I would. I thought you would relate. I knew you related, (laughs) but I also thought you would feel like, oh, yeah, this is so great. This is out there. But then you said you couldn't finish it. And maybe it has more to do with where I'm at now, the space I'm in with Mm -hmm. all this of 10, 8, 9, 10 years ago. Maybe I would have loved this because I was very much in a place where I was pretty bitter about a lot of things from Mm -hmm. my church upbringing. And I guess now that's just not the space I'm in. And I don't feel the need to spend time there, I guess. And. We've done a lot of healing. So it just didn't resonate with me where I'm at right now. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm really glad. Like, I know you went through some things that are viewed as conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely. Yeah. But I'm so grateful that you didn't get into the extreme of that. Like, that was something we didn't, like, that I didn't push you into or that Mm -hmm. you didn't fully embrace. Investigate, yeah. Because watching some of those stories, and I don't know if you saw that yeah, part, I did. like that was heartbreaking to me. Yeah, so heartbreaking. I forgot about that because they do like every other section of they that. They shared some other people's stories series as well. Was someone else's story intermixed? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were a couple there that were about conversion therapy. Yes, and it was sad. And yeah, I did conversion therapy. People have done much more extreme conversion therapy than me. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm glad. Yeah. Like you going to those camps and things that they had. Like, I'm so grateful that wasn't something mm-hmm. that you had to go through. Same. I know what you went through is Those ones blew my enough. mind. I know what episodes you're talking about now. Those are, that blew my mind. Yeah. That guy's experience. And here's the other thing. It is good 
like hearing about people's experiences going through conversion therapy, just knowing what Steve's experience was with that and being right there for that and trying to navigate what was right and what was wrong and how that felt and what felt right and what felt wrong, like for Steve and I was a lot. And so watching people who were, who I'm not going to say they were pushed into it, but they, they were on some level of feeling like this is the way, this is what's right for you. Like that breaks my heart. And so I do think that there is being more empathetic. That was something I took away from that from watching the conversion therapy parts of that, of like, this is the damage that's done. This is where the issues are that we need to hopefully heal and not put people through these experiences and ever make them feel like they have to go through those experiences, like to be a good person that they have to. Yeah. Okay. You guys, thanks for chatting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As always, please, if you have a minute, leave us a rating and a review. We've got a couple new ratings that came through and we super appreciate that. And so do the people that are looking to hear our story. Like it just really expands the reach that we have. So we appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. And we will see you next week. Thanks everybody. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. And we hope to see you back here again next week. Just as a reminder, if you are wanting to get a know me, get on the wait list now. We are making a limited number of them because Penny and I are making them with love for you. And so we don't have a ton of them. This is purely just a project that we do because it is fun and because we want to spread some of our family traditions and share them with you. We want you to feel loved this holiday season. So if you would like to get on the list for Nomi's, go to doubledlogic.com forward slash gnome or head to the show notes and the link is in there and you can get on the wait list for those and be the first to know when they go on sale this weekend. Also, if you enjoyed this week's episode of the Husband Law Podcast, please go leave us a rating and review. It means the world to us and is a free way to support this program and help other people who might be looking for our podcast and our message. We love you. Thank you for being here. We hope that you are doing awesome. We hope that you know that you are seen, that you are loved, that you are of great worth, and that we are here for you if you need us. Have a great week.